welcome to Tuscan Radio. I'm your host, Drew Gretsch. And today, we are talking about The Mandalorian, Season 2, Episode 4, Chapter 12, The Siege. Um, this epi- the season's half over. Uh, we've hit this fourth episode of the season. And uh, that, we're getting eight, we're so it's an eight, eight episode season. Season's half over now. Uh, the episode runs for 39 minutes. It is directed by Grief Karga himself, Carl Weathers. It's written by John Favreau. Um, the episode description reads, The Mandalorian rejoins old allies for a new mission. And I really, really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was... You guys know I don't like the word filler. But... This, I, I kind of feel like we're going to be getting two storylines. So it's like even numbered episodes are going to be like Mop, Mop, Mop Gideon stuff and the Imperial Rat Remnant, which also is the beginning of the First Order. And then in the odd numbered episodes, we're going to get Din Djarin like searching for more, uh, searching for the Jedi and more Mandalorians. Like we know that next episode... Rumors are, you know, rumors are, like, next episode is Chapter 13, The Jedi. That's Ahsoka. That, that's Ahsoka. Oh, uh, I didn't say spoiler alert, so, spoiler alert. Um, and we got some five-star reviews to read. Um, uh, alright, here's one. From... K loves J and D. Yes, f- five stars. We are huge Star Wars fans. Amazing podcast. Please subscribe and listen. Uh, that is from uh, I guess the Two Girls podcast. So uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, so shout shout out to them. Thank you for the five star review. Uh, yeah, so leave leave a five star review and and we will read it on a Mandalorian coverage episode. So um. Alright, so there's that, and spoiler alert <laughs> for uh, the complete series Mandalorian, and I know what I'm talking about, so spoilers for the sequel trilogy as well of Star Wars films. I, I cannot imagine that you guys have not, that anyone listening to this has not seen at least The Force Awakens. So, um, yeah, let's get into it then. Um, spoilers in three, two... One, we have like a just an early version of Snoke. There's they saw Snoke in a pickle jar, and there's some great interconnectivity between the Mandalorian now and the and the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi, and the Rise of Skywalker. So that is just insanely exciting. It's insanely exciting. I'm. Like, we knew that, like, this season was going to set up the First Order. I did not think we were actually going to, like, see Snoke. And I, I don't think that is Snoke, but it's, it, it could be. It, it could be. So, um, alright, i got to mark my rating in here. Some people are going to hate this rating, some people are going to love this rating, so... Alright, I got my notes for the episode. Um, 
so um, start the episode off in space where Star Wars begins Star Wars things. Um, so we pick up probably a couple of hours after the events of Chapter 11, the heiress. And, um, you know, the uh, Mon Calamari people didn't, uh, that guy, that mechanic, did not do all uh, that good of a job repairing the Razor Crest. So, you know, we kind of knew that they were going to have to stop, make more repairs. And, um, and uh, we got, you know, baby, so Baby Yoda's just like in this thing, just in like, small spot that Din Djarin could not, so yeah, Din, like, could not get in there, so he puts ba Baby Yoda in there, and he's giving, he's giving him this, like, great, but he's just thinking, like, okay, nope, take out the wire, switch the red one with the blue one, but don't let, let them touch, so I just thought that was really, really funny, um, and of course, ba Baby Yoda then electrocutes himself, so that's not, you can't electrocute Baby Yoda. Um, so now Din Djarin is drinking some soup, and he kind of lifts up his helmet. Now, he probably did this a lot. Um, I wonder, like, ba Baby Yoda's trying to get a look under the helmet. I don't think that Maybe Din Djarin would eat in front of ba Baby Yoda that much. I, I I don't think Din eats in front of the child at all because of the code and how sacred it is. But he he's just met Bo-Katan, and he now knows that this is um that like he was is a cult, and what. I guess death. Well, what what we have to assume that is Death Watch. What Death Watch says about you can't remove your helmet. It does not speak for all Mandalorians. So, yeah. Um, so um, Din tells ba ba Baby Yoda, "All right, we have we, we can't make make it to Corvus right now. We have to go get some repairs. We're going back to Navarro." We cut back to where the Mandalorian covert was back in season one, and it seems like it's been taken over as kind of a um, well, it's a hive of scum and villainy. So I wonder if that was the same species. I, th I think it's the same species as Pon as Pondabab Baba. Um, is it? Yes, it is. Uh, I'm a Qualish. Qualish thug. I, I knew ultimately I did not know the exact um, name of the species. So they are like doing some scams. We hear some blaster fire. They say it's it's the marshal, and it turns out it's Cara Dune. She takes out those guys. Um, how many marshals are are we gonna get in season two? Because I think that chapter nine, the marshal, was the first time in Star Wars that we'd heard the word Marshall. I don't know, I, I know it at least is in T in on screen, or at least at the very least in, in live action, but um yeah, but just funny that we heard it 
We've heard it twice so far in the season. I, I can't recall any time off, off the top of my head of us hearing it before. Um, so we get our, our title card of uh, Chapter 12, The Siege. So uh, the Razor Crest lands on Navarro. And the this guy, um, this guy from Mbam. We just, I should probably, I should probably keep the Wikipedia page open for the episode. Um, that's season two, chapter twelve, siege. Okay. Um, we've got. Oh, there's um, there's alien worker. Characterized Mimbanese worker. So this guy, I've heard. So yeah, this guy is from Mimban. We saw same kind of. I think we saw the same type of guy in the Solo because they were on Mimban in that movie. Speaking of Solo and the Star Wars music in general, today is the release of the deluxe edition of the Solo Star Wars story score. It's a full two hours. I think it's like everything from the film. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I, I have not listened to the whole thing. And also, uh, we have the, the official soundtrack release for the first four episodes of The Mandalorian, um, volume one. So I got that download on Spotify right now. Um, yeah, so this guy and, uh, puts a tracking device on Mando's ship, which we don't learn until the end of the episode. And, yeah, Grief Cargo, like, just feels more like Lando this season. Um, because, I mean, just, like, what they're wearing, like, it, it's very reminiscent to me of what Lando's wearing on Cloud City and in Solo, a Star Wars story. So, they're just walking through Navarro, and there's the, there's, like, a statue that pays tribute to IG-11. And I thought that was hysterical. I, I, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, the bar is a school now, which I, I think is hysterical. I noticed there were only humans in the bar, in uh, the school. They were, there were only human children. Uh, I wonder if there's all Imperial kids or what. So, um, I made a list of, so I watched these up, these episodes the second time I watched them first, like right in the morning, like 7 a.m. And then I watch them a second time before the podcast to take notes and stuff. Um, and lastly, I watched the episode three times. So, uh, so some of these East, so the second time I watched it with Easter eggs and I wrote, I watched with, not Easter eggs, I watched it with subtitles. And I marked down some of the things that this protocol droid is teaching the kids in the school. Um, hyperspace routes. So we hear about hyperspace routes. There's, the Corellian Run, which I should probably have it just marked down. Is this a thing from Legends? Um, it is from, from Legends. We have the Hidian Way, or Hydean Way. I always thought it was Hidian Way, but it's, it's, it's Hydean. We have confirmation of that. So the Hydean Way um, is a thing in Legends. It is... Appearances. Oh, uh, we hear about it in 
Um, two, two, two episodes of the Clone Wars, the episodes Art 2 Come Home, and Revival. So, yeah, I knew it sounds, sounds familiar, probably from like a Star Wars Explained video, but, um, but yeah, there's that. Um, the teacher says that the Old Republic capital was on Coruscant, and that the New Republic capital was on Chandrilla. I did not know if, if we knew that. Um, so let's just go to, again to, to, to Wikipedia. Is this the first time that Chandrilla has been identified as the, as, um, alright, let's see, when is it first identified as the, um, alright, that's not, I don't, I don't really like the Wikipedia side of that, I think it's kind of kind of unorganizing, it takes a very long time to load. Um, but yeah, uh, and the last thing that, that she says is the, and is she mentions the Acades Maelstrom in um, Surrounding Kessel, and I'm like, that that's another great reference to Solo. So, um, yeah. Uh, so they leave ba Baby Yoda with um, school, he's learning some stuff now, and <laughs> Use the force to just like take some of the uh, ma macaroons from the other kid in the school, uh, while Mando and Group Karga go and uh, go and you know the great grief uh, goes in, tells he debriefs the Mandalorian, and the Mithril is there. Mithril is there. I don't think this guy has a name at all. This guy does not have a name. Uh, do we have? I wonder if we have like a um unidentified mithril is of course it's a mithril. Yeah. I'm trying to see if they have a lifespan because he mentions like that the dead is three hundred and fifty years. Which I think the episode is now down to two hundred and twenty. Um Alright, let's just see. Oh, they've only ever been introduced in the Mandalorian and the only time we've ever seen them. Oh, I guess there was one in, um, in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, in 35 ABY, the post-fledgling Mithral June Govent managed fuel supplies for the Resistance during the war against the First Order. I'm going to go and check the, uh, visual dictionary then for The Rise of Skywalker. So, um, just to see if we can see that guy in the book. So I'll be straight back. Okay, so I found it. It's on page 96 of the Visual Dictionary of the Rise of Skywalker, Jun Gobbin. So, um, yeah. So I, I was looking for, um, see if they have a lifespan or anything, and they do not. We do not, uh, I don't know if there's lifespan for a mithril as of yet in canon. And it does not seem like they were around in Legends, so, um, yeah. Alright, what do we have next to talk about? Um, Alright, oh yeah, so he exhales, and I almost wonder, is that car carbonite? Like, there's just like, ex like, excess of like, the, uh, the gas from the carbonite that's like, still inside him, and then he just like, kind of just like, 
deflates a little bit when when he sees the Mando. Um, <laughs> I I I laughed out loud with, at that. That that was really really funny. Um. So yeah, um, the team they head over to this um. They head over to uh, this Imperial facility because they don't want the um, you know they don't want the Empire over on um over on Navarro anymore. So uh, so yeah, they they do that. Sorry, I'm looking up uh, trying to see how long Dink Ferrick has been. Okay, okay. This, it doesn't matter now. So um. You know, he, uh, he's, so the Mithril's just complaining the whole time, and then Mando flies up, uh, with his jetpack, and I almost wonder, right? So the Mithril's just thinking right now, oh, so he flies now, okay. Um, Kyrdoon, so they Ferric again. Um, so they all get up on, like, the top platform of the, of the base, and they see that, uh, transport from... Uh, Chapter Seven: The Reckoning last season, which uh, was based on a toy for A New Hope. It was like this, this thing. It was never in the film. It was never in any of the films, but it showed up in Star Wars Rebels a couple of times to transport prisoners. So, yeah. Um, and then he said, and then the Mithril goes, "Oh, what a waste!" Um, and I go, "It is a waste to think that that wasn't in the film." So they're now they're just making their way through the base. And, um, the Mithril has to get up on a, he has to just cause, like, a volcanic reaction to destroy the base by using, remember that thing from New Hope where Obi-Wan, like, gets out on the ledge and then just moves his way around, and then he's, and then he just, he pull, pull, pulls the lever and goes, hmm, he shuts down the tractor beam, so... He does that, except it doesn't do a tractor beam thing. It, it just creates a volcanic eruption. I don't know how, but it does. Um, and then I've got... Uh, <laughs> there, should, there should be a guardrail on this thing. There should be a guardrail on that. Uh, it's dangerous. So, um, you can make their way through the um, base. They come to um, part it's clearly a lab. And these Imperial scientists are wearing Camino cloning patches, which is very interesting. Um, if you guys fast forward in the episode to 1854, if you remember from Game of Thrones Season 8, there were a couple things. Um, one was, if you guys remember, there was a Starbucks co co coffee cup that was in the show, and <laughs> in like, the series finale, they left like a plastic water bottle, like a Underneath, like one of the chairs. I haven't seen Game of Thrones, but that season I heard was just so incredibly rushed because they wanted to get to Star Wars. So, yeah, um, it it it's just sad that like they rushed the Game of Thrones finale to Star Wars trilogy, and then the Star Wars trilogy, uh, they never ended up doing it. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, so if you fast forward to 1854, you can see a guy standing in the background in, like, just, like, a green shirt. So, this is, this is, is my, so we've been doing this th a thing this season on the Mandalorian, just, like, 
connecting it back to like whatever episode it correlates to from last season. Like, um, it, it's an, it's an eight episode season, so it's just so the season finale was up to eight, and episode nine goes back to episode one, episode ten goes back to episode two. Uh, oh, 11 to 3 and 12 to 4. So, uh, if you want to go and check those out, you can listen to those podcasts. And um, this episode, I think it's a con. I think it's that little mess up there because in Chapter 4 Sanctuary last season, um, a boom mic kind of just dipped in the frame. So, I, I, I think it's been edited out. I've seen that up to a couple of times. And it's an. I can't see it anymore, so I think they edited. The, I think that Disney edited that out. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, the shirt guys in there, and that and that time marker is eighteen minutes and fifty four seconds into the episode. So yeah. Um, so you then see Snoke, more perhaps just the beginnings of Snoke, and the main reason I think this is Snoke is because of the music, and we kind of heard this a little bit, we had this debate a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, because, um, Snoke, Snoke's theme in The Force Awakens sounds suspiciously a lot like, uh, the music when, from Revenge of the Sith, so if, if you are looking for the track in The Force Awakens, it's, uh, the track is called Snoke, and in Revenge of the Sith, the track is called Palpatine's Teachings. And that scene, if you remember, it's in, it's in the opera where Palpatine is telling Anakin the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. So, there's that. Um, and then that's one of the main reasons that a lot of people thought he was Snoke, myself included. I was convinced that that Snoke was Plagueis. So, again, that doesn't happen. But I think this really, really could be something. So this is Snoke's theme from... The Force Awakens. I'm going to play it for you guys right now. So you guys get the point with that. And then I'm going to go down to... Uh, uh, the track from Vol from the Mandalorian se season two volume one score. Uh, it's called Experiment. So let me play that now. So you can definitely hear how there are similarities, um, but you can hear there are differences too. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that this is um, supposed, supposed to be the origins of, of Supreme Leader Snoke. It's very interesting because this episode would have filmed, I think, just a couple of weeks before The Rise of Skywalker came out. So, like, they had... Um, I almost wonder, like, I, I don't know if Disney would have given them the script 
But then again, they had a tie-in with, like, that episode from last season where they, Baby Yoda kind of just heals, kind of uses the force healing thing. So, yeah, it's... We, we did get that tie-in last season. Um, there's no mo movie to tie the season into. There's, because, uh, no, nobody saw Solo, so there's no Kenobi mo movie to Disney Plus show. And, uh, there's COVID, so there wouldn't be a... So even if there was a Kenobi movie, it would not be coming out this year. So, yeah. Um, but I definitely think that, um... This is supposed to be teasing the origins of uh, Supreme Leader of the First Order. So, um, there's that. Um, Dr. Pershing leaves a um, voicemail for Moff Gideon. And uh, I thought Pershing died. I thought that Gideon would have killed him. Kill the guy for interrupting him. You'd think that he would kill a guy for letting the child get away. So I was surprised to see that he's still alive. He mentions that you can't find it's going to be near impossible to find somebody with a higher M count than Baby Yoda. M count. He's very clearly midi-chlorian. Um, so that's a... And I, I talked about this on the news show last week. The, the episode's called Darth Vader Ruined My Voice. This new Vader comic, and it seems like even just this episode of The Mandalorian, they're setting up the sequel trilogy, but also they've got great, great callbacks and everything to the prequels, and I really love that. I just feel like the sequel films, especially The Force Awakens and The Rise of Skywalker, were just so against having, like, the, the prequels be referenced. And again, you know, like, of, of course, like, it was like 50 years, like, prevented something like 50 years or so before The Force Awakens, it wouldn't make much sense for, like, The Force Awakens to be like a great sequel to Revenge of It doesn't matter. I just feel like the sequels did not do that good of a job to call back to those um, original to those pre prequel films. Uh, speaking of callbacks to the prequel films, I actually um, was mistaken last week when I said that bo is the fourth character from animation to appear in live action. I had forgotten that we hear the voices of Ahsoka Tano and Kanan Jarrus in The Rise of Skywalker. We don't technically see them, so I, I, I wasn't going to count it. I was like, if we actually see them on screen, I'll count it. But we heard their voices. It was the same actors. We had uh, Ashley Eckstein voicing Mr. Catano and, um, and Frey Prince Jr. voicing King and Jarrus. So, I, we, I guess technically... Bo-Katan is the fifth, right? Sixth, sixth, but you know, um, I I'm gonna still say fourth because we did not see the bodies of Kanan or Ahsoka. So yeah, um, so there's so Mando gets back to the ship because now he knows that Gideon is after 
the baby. So he fly, flies back to the Razor Crest and to get ba baby to get out of there. And then um, he pushes, he shoots a stormtrooper on like a tower and he falls down. Um, he falls past some stormtroopers and into the lava. I that reminded me just so much of how the Emperor fell past those. So in the new Lego special. Uh, when Vader throws Pal Palpatine down the reactor shaft, he is, um, he is, like, he falls down, and he passes two stormtroopers in kind of the exact same way that that stormtrooper fell, fell past those two. I don't know. They, they, they can't, there cannot have, have been a, any correlation between that. I, I just think it was, I just think that's funny that it just ha happened to work out that way. Um, the TIE fighter is taking off while the ground is exploding, reminded me so much of The Force Awakens when, uh, Star Killer Base is, like, crumbling, and then, like, you just see the TIE fighters taking off, so, yeah, um, I, I like that shot, and this episode to me, like, really felt like a theme park ride, and not in a bad way, like, this just felt fun, this, this episode felt fun. And I, I really love that. Um, so they get out of there. Or, well, Cara Dune and Moff... And not Moff, I'm kidding. And uh, so it's Cara Dune and the Mithril and Grief Cargo that they get out of there on that transport. Getting, and then they're flying away. They're not flying away, they're speeding away, I guess. And um, then we see TIE fighters are after them. They can't fire. Um... And then, at the last second, the Mandalorian in the Razor Crest just kind of uh, blasts the TIE Fighters and saves the and everything. So, and Baby Yoda is just like, he's putting his, like, his, his, his hands up, like he's, he, he, he's on the roller coaster. And that was really fun. That was so much fun to see. Um, and even the way they shot, like, if you watch that scene again, with the Razor Crest, like, flying through and taking out the TIE Fighters, it, it really feels like a, a like, something like a Galaxy's Edge. You know, just, like, it arcs up, it, it arcs up, the engines shut down, gets to the top, it hovers there for a second, the engines zoom, just come to life again, and then it just blasts right down and takes out that last fighter. Just like the budget and the sound design on the show is off the charts. It's insane. And it just makes the show so much more believable and, and awesome, really. Um, uh, what else? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Baby Yoda throws up. I love that. So they gotta, gotta get, out of that, get out of there before, as Mando says, Gideon catches wives. Um, we get to see a uh, cutaway. Couple of days, probably to uh, maybe a day later, uh, to two X wings parked outside uh, on Navarro, and it seemed, and I really feel like Car Carson Tava and Trapper Wolf are a lot like kind of those cops. Like they're always like one step behind um, the cowboy, who in this case is Din Djarin. Um and and I think it's cool. Um, and then Grief Karga says, if 
If I see him, I'll send you a gram. What is a gram? Is that like Star Wars so social media or something like it? Like, uh, I'm sure that the, 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 the Rebel Force Ray is going to do a deep dive on this tomorrow or something. But, um, anyone know knows what Grief Cargament by a gram? Please let me know, because I have no idea. And, uh, I think it'd be really fun. Um, so, uh, Car Carson recognized Cara Dune, and instead of arresting her, like, she was scared that they were going to do in Season 1, um, they have a nice conversation. She calls him Blue. Did they know each other in the Galactic Civil War, or is that just a nickname that the Rebels call each other? I don't, I, that's a, that's another question I have. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I have a feeling there is a, it seems like they don't know, know each other. It, it seems like they're not, like, old friends because of just the way they're interacting and talking. It just does not, it, it, it seems a little, a little, a little like they're strangers, but they just have that camaraderie since they know they were both, they both served together in, in, in the war. So, again, somebody... Please let, let me know if if you know know the answer to that. If there's a legends, um, thing, that would just that'd be great. That'd be great to know. Um, and then he and then he's and then he implies that like we can see that some in the New Republic are trying to stop the Imperial Remnant, and I wonder if some of them are now calling themselves the First Order, like before they get too big. And we can see that there are people like. Carson and probably uh, Trapper Wolf, who are trying to stop it before it gets to be that big of a threat, and but but they can't do anything about it because the local authorities are not helping out with the investigations and stuff. And I think that's really interesting. That's the rise of the First Order to me, at least, is one of the most interesting things in Star Wars. We have not seen too much of it. It's in the it's in the, the Bloodline book. It's in the Poe Dameron comics, the Rise of Kylo Ren comic, which is outstanding. It's a little bit in the Phasma book, but like, and then it's a, it's in the FNF trilogy, I hear, which I have not read, but I'm planning on it because Cobb Vanth is awesome. So, I like to me. The beginnings of, like, the First Order are as interesting as, like, the stories from, like, 2,000 years before The Phantom Menace takes place. Uh, and we're getting stories that are set 200 years before. You know, we're going to see Yoda. We got some Yoda concept art for the higher book a couple weeks back. But I, to me, that still, still, still feels too close to the, to, to the movies. I don't know. I I really hope the High Republic can just do its own thing, and not be super connected to the um, books and comics we've gotten so far, to the video games, to um, the shows, and, and of course the films. But like, I want to see like the Yuuzhan Vong. I really want 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 to see the Vong in Star Wars in, in canon. I think like. I think that like if they were to do an episode ten, that could be so cool. You could have it. You could have episode ten be like, just do 10, 10, 10, 11, 12. It could just be about a war between like the Galactic Alliance, which is what they could call themselves after the sequels. They're facing off against the Yuuzhan Vong. I 
think that could just be so cool. Um, but that's just me. I don't know if anyone else is interested in that. Um, so we now cut back to the ship, to Moff Gideon. I don't remember what his ship is called. I know it's from Rebels. It's like that smaller ship. It, it's not like, it's not Star Destroyer, but it's like, it's, it, it, it's, it's like a mini Star, Star Destroyer. It's, it's, it's like, it, it, it's like a donut hole. It's like a donut hole. To reference the outstanding Ryan Johnson film, Night Nights Out. If you've not seen Nights Out because you're mad at him about Overwatch Jedi, don't. We've talked about this before. I think that I think that the time for a Ryan Johnson Star Wars would to come. I don't think it was episode eight though. But um, still, go watch Nights Out. It's on Amazon Prime Video. Um, it's just oh, it's such a good movie. It's a great detective movie. I think it's a great like Thanksgiving movie too. So. Um, right, there's just a plug for Ryan Johnson to go watch an awesome movie this weekend. Um, so, anyway, we learned that this Mimbanese guy is working for the remnant, the Moff Gideon. So, they're just doing their stuff now, and, um, and, uh, we, oh, we get to see, um, so some of those scientists that are with Moff Gideon are wearing the same uniforms that Galen Erso's team on Udu wore in Rogue One. So we don't know. I I don't think we know for sure what they were working on on Udu. I don't. I, I don't. Was it? I I can't see it being a Death Star. Death Star was mostly done at that point, but. If it is, I, I, I don't want to see any more super weapons or planet killers, especially the Mandalorian. So, yeah, I don't know what he's building. I, I think... I don't... I almost wonder if he's trying to become Force-sensitive, or if he is trying to, like, take Death Troopers and make them Force-sensitive. So, by, like, boosting their midichlorian count, I, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people don't like the midichlorians. I actually really like the midichlorians. I think it's really interesting. Like, <laughs> I, I don't get it. It's like, you know, like, you have these pressure about the force, but it's just your midichlorian count has to be high enough. What, what, what's the difference? Yeah, it's genetic, but is, isn't everything genetic? I mean, that's, like... Whatever. It doesn't matter. That's just, it's a good que question for another time. Then I have the next episode of Mandalorian and check that on when I do. Which we're planning for, I think, in January, because we've been off of that for a couple months. So we're going to play some Squadrons or Battlefront 2 or something. It's going to be fun. So, um, before I give this episode, this episode a rating, um, I went back through the trailer today. The trailer we got in September. We've seen that everything in that trailer. We've seen everything. We have no idea what is coming for the back half of this season. And I love that. We don't know what, what we are, are getting next. You know, I, I think it's pretty obvious we're going to see Ahsoka next week. But, you know, I, I love just like that feeling like we don't know what we're getting because we've seen that everything that's been released in trailers. 
So, yeah, I, I, I love this. And I'm so glad this show didn't drop all at once, too, just because now, like, you know, we I, I get to, we get to speculate about this for a whole week, and we've gone longer than the episode actually is. So, all right, I think I'm done talking about this now. I I'm give, giving chapter ten or chapter twelve siege a nine point five out of ten. I would give it a ten out of ten because you know what, ten out of ten, purely for the interconnectivity between the other movies and um just. Oh my god, like, he, like, the Razor Crest has, like, the tracking device on it now. Moth Gideon could show up in any episode now. Like, I almost wonder if, like, at the end of next week's episode or something, we're gonna just see, like, a Star Destroyer come out, or Gideon's ship come out of space or something. And then, like, we're just gonna, and then that's what episode six is about. Like, we get to see a, we could see, like, um, I don't know if we're gonna see, like, a, okay, you know what I could see happening? I don't like this, because I, I really want Dave Filoni to direct the episode where Ahsoka's introduced. Like, I, I really want that, unless, like, the like next week's episode is the Rick Fan you episode, or the Robert Rodriguez episode. Um, but I could almost see, like, let's just say ah Ahsoka die, doesn't try to open solve episode 6. I could almost see what happens, like, there's another side quest next week. The week after that is uh, the introduction of Ahsoka. Episode 7 is like Gideon shows up and they have a battle. Kidnaps Ahsoka. They have to go rescue Ahsoka in season 10. I don't see that happening just because that wouldn't make this the Ahsoka show and I wanted to save the Mandalorian. But still, they, they could do that like that. I'd still prefer that Ahsoka's in, in one episode. And then she gets her own spin-off show on Disney Plus. I, I I don't want Ahsoka to become the main focus of the series. So, ten out of ten for continuity. So, yeah, uh, we are. I am the Andrew Rush from the Tossman Radio Podcast. Follow, follow us on Instagram at Keep Commentaries Network. Check our website keepcommentariesnetwork.com. Um, leave us a five-star review on iTunes, and and we'll read it here on the show. And send us an email with your feedback, mandalorianpodcast at gmail.com, and I'll read it on the podcast. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. This is the way. And I've spoken.